Building your own order management components can be more cost effective than buying. It's one of those few areas like mm. you don't want to go out and build your own e-commerce platform from scratch. Right. Even with composable commerce, that's way too expensive. But order management, there's enough existing pieces out there through some tools we're going to talk about later that once you look at all that, you look at what a platform like Magento provides, there's not a lot of additional glue or additional pieces you need to add. And so that really changes the, the total cost of ownership, makes it more cost effective. Well, good day and welcome to Commerce Today. My name is Darren Newbold and as always with me, my fun, loving, awesome sidekick, Josh Warren. Josh, how are you doing today? Pretty good. When did I get promoted, demoted to sidekick? <laughs> That's a new one. So. Hey, I got to come up with something fun. It'll, uh, there'll be something fun each and every one going forward, I'm sure. So if you could have only have been here about 30 seconds to 90 seconds prior to going live, you would have really loved the conversation. But with that teaser in mind, we're going to talk about composable commerce for Magento order management. So there's a lot involved there, but this is an opportunity for you as the merchant to really take a look at and uncover that transformative world of the composable commerce and, uh, and how it relates. And we want to really tie this into uh, order management and specifically Magento order management. So with that kind of lead in, maybe a little uh, primer or review for those that may have missed an earlier episode, because we did talk about composable commerce. So from that, Josh, kind of what are the implications of composable commerce? Kind of what does that look like? And then the implications around order management? You mean people don't just start with episode one and watch every episode of our podcast? And this is where we tell you, stop now if you haven't and go back and listen. Go ahead. No, please don't actually. Please don't. (laughs) Um, So composable commerce, um, it's almost like building blocks is the way I like to look at it. If you think about literally children's building blocks, um, the way you can put them together in different combinations, even think of Legos, you can put them together different, different pieces can do, you know, kind of different things depending on how you're using them and, and building them together. So it allows you to construct, deconstruct, rearrange your entire e-commerce technology stack. And where it really comes in for order management is I feel like there's a lot of especially mid-market companies out there that aren't well served by the existing off-the-shelf order management systems that if they take a composable approach, they can actually build out a much better order management experience. Hmm. So... Can you maybe help contrast a little bit the traditional approach of an order management system to what this might look like? So traditional order management systems, um, at least the the many, many I've had the chance to work with, they really treat every business the same. They kind of assume that, you know, orders come in, packages go out, and that there's only a few combinations of how you might want to do that. Hmm. Um, But when you you drill down into them, you know, some of them will have rules-based engines to try to help map how orders should be fulfilled. But, um, you know, as we've learned on our projects, when you start trying to make something infinitely flexible, um, it just gets too complex. It gets too expensive, too time-consuming. So there's a lot of rules and restrictions um, kind of inherent in traditional order management platforms. There's assumptions of you'll never want to split an order more than this many times, or you'll always want to source orders in this certain way um, that are kind of baked into those platforms. Hmm, Okay. And then, so obviously, Composable brings some advantages to that whole process. Um, besides maybe, you know, greater control over that experience, what else would merchants find 
that would provide them that better control and and advantages, if you will. Yeah. So they, uh, I think the the control over the customer experience is probably the the biggest and best thing. If you look back at our our last few episodes or some of the things on our blog, like being able to create that um, kind of bespoke custom customer experience, that's the real competitive advantage in e-commerce these days. And um, the kind of building off of that though is I actually think that. If you use composable technologies, building your own order management components can be more cost-effective than buying. It's one of those few areas like mm. you don't want to go out and build your own e-commerce platform from scratch, right. even with composable commerce. That's way too expensive. But order management, there's enough existing pieces out there. Um, there's some tools we're going to talk about later that once you look at all that, you look at what a platform like Magento provides, there's not a lot of additional glue or additional pieces you need to add. And so that really changes the the total cost of ownership and makes it more cost effective. Um, and then also it's just... Um, so much easier to customize. And again, going back to what I was saying earlier about the traditional platforms that kind of lock you into certain assumptions when you're building your own kind of component for um, order management, you can obviously build it to match exactly what your brand wants to do. How would we implement this? How would we bring this bring this forward? And, and how does that look different than a traditional order management kind of solution? Yeah. So with the traditional order management solution, you're selecting a solution, buying it, integrating into your e-commerce platform, training your people on how it works. Um, so it doesn't just come packaged with the e-commerce platform that you select? No, no. Typically, it's going to be definitely going to be something separate. So It's always um, an add-on. It, always an add-on. So, but it really, um, with Composable Commerce, the way you're going to build it out is you're going to look at what your e-commerce platform already provides. So look at what Magento or Adobe Commerce, what they're already providing, and then look at what other pieces you need and decide which of those pieces do you want to buy? Which of those pieces do you want to build? And so kind of the the example I wanted to give today of how, one tool that I've seen that works really well, service called Shipper HQ, um, which I need to add that into our show notes, add the link out to Shipper HQ. Um, they have done all the heavy lifting as far as integrating in with Magento, integrating in with UPS, USPS. I mean, all the major carriers, a lot of the carriers you've never heard of as well. Mm-hmm. Um and so you can use that as a tool to where basically ShipperHQ plus Magento, now you're just having to build a little bit of that order management that you need. Um, and we've actually, yeah, we've done that for a client. It was a, a very um, interesting approach. So Wow, that sounds awesome. And I was going to, you, you started to answer in a way my question that I was going to bring up of, of what this would ultimately look like. And I think you're going to get there as we, as we walk through this. So... Is there any special steps of the integration that would need to take place that would be part of this that would differ or wildly differ or make it harder in some way? Um, I think the the biggest difference is when you're building this out through Composable Commerce um, and you're building the order management piece yourself, the the pro and the con is you're also going to build the interface for your employees. So you get to decide, do you want to build it with the Magento admin panel? Do you want to build it separately? Um, mm. We actually used Headless and GraphQL on one of our projects where we could build this out separately and custom tailored the experience to where it was just as easy as possible for the stores. We're able to basically make it look and work um, just like the retailer's other tools to lower the the training burden as we develop That's huge. That is huge. And that's, I can see, obviously, potential improvements and advantages that are all part of that. So... And you you teased on there the GraphQL and and how that comes to uh, comes together. Is there anything else that 
is is critical to how that interface plays together to, to build these out? I think the main thing to know is that if you're going to try to do this yourself, if you have an in-house technical team, development team, um, they definitely need to look at the GraphQL functionality in Magento and Adobe Commerce, that that is the, the right way to go about building this. Um, it's made for composable commerce, um, and it just makes it so much easier to build a solution like this. Okay. So... You keep saying easy, efficient, lots of flexibility. So it must be pretty relatively easy to put something like this together, right? I think, honestly, the the hardest part of this is getting the business rules documented, basically getting your stakeholders all in a room together, all on a Zoom together, and deciding. So you just made it impossible, is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. No, the, and this is the role so often that I end up playing in these projects is – almost like a counselor of saying, okay, yes, yes. director of e-commerce, I know that you want everyone to receive their packages next day, but CFO, I know that you don't, you don't want to pay, pay for, for that. And kind of mapping out um, between those different departments. But things like if you're going to allow orders to be split. So thinking about omni-channel order management, um, you might be shipping from a warehouse, you might be shipping from a store, you might be shipping from... Um, uh, third party. Um, there's a lot of different options there. And you have to decide if someone builds out a cart and they place an order and that order has to come from four different locations, do you want to pay for that? Do you want to pay for the shipping from four different locations? Um, or do you want to cancel it? Do you want to cancel just the part that is going to cost you extra to ship? Um, just different things like that. And um, I think the biggest decision really to make in omni-channel order management is right. do you prioritize cost or do you prioritize experience? So do you fulfill things the cheapest way or do you fulfill them the fastest way? Is this the, the proverbial triangle of yes, power? Yeah. You can have you can only have two of them, so you have to pick two out of the three. Yeah, that's got to be a challenge. Well, and and this is this is why kind of making fun of myself, which we always like to do on these shows and pretty much all the time, uh, this is why you send me the notes in advance and I ought to read all of the notes because my question ultimately gets answered in the last or next to last section here that we're talking about. But I wanted to really dive in. What does this look like? Because I'm a, I, I don't have to see it per se, but if you can tell me the story about it and I can visualize, it'll it'll become a little bit more real. So what are maybe some case studies, some experience that that you have that you might be able to share where this really worked and what it looked like. Yeah, in the show notes, we're going to link out to our website that'll take you into the case study to go into more details. Um, but I can say, you know, I've done this. Um, most recent project I'm thinking about was for a major farm at home retailer. Um, and it was, uh, it was in part to eliminate kind of some vendor lock-in on their platform. So they had a, an order management platform they were using where they were beholden to the creator of that platform and it didn't always do what they wanted it to do. The platform didn't always make the decisions that they wanted them to make. Um, and so by building out this custom solution, you know, pulling GraphQL and, and the solid foundation of Magento into it, um, we're able to eliminate that. So now they are totally in control of their order management system and of that kind of omni-channel fulfillment process. What have they seen that really shows them, wow, this was a great decision to do it. Really glad we did it. How can we do more and make it better? I think the biggest thing, and it's not the the most technically exciting thing, but the right. biggest thing has been that lowered training cost of basically when a new employee comes in, this doesn't look like, you know, some cool new e-commerce platform. This looks like the same system the store is using for everything else. So 
I can't tell you how key that is. It's amazing when you bring on a new hire and being able, and you're going through the list, hey, everything looks, here's this look and feel. And then all of a sudden, well, and we also use this other weird system and everything's backwards, upside down or something different. Yeah. Eliminating those things are, are so key. Have they seen any from the overall customer experience, not just internal, but maybe even out to their customers? Has there been things that they've seen there that have helped? It's allowed them to more quickly look at um, basically responding to customer demand. So if customers in a certain area are starting to want more of a specific product, or even they're starting to want more of the um, ship from store experience, that sort of thing, um, it's uh, it's still in the works, but there's some experiments that we're able to do now that we have this composable approach to order management where we can say, okay, let's just turn on this one store and say 50 miles around this store, we're going to allow ship from store just to see how customers react to it, see if rolling that out kind of chain-wide makes sense or not. And you have that ability, that flexibility to control it to that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Wow. Well, hey. If you didn't learn anything from this episode, I sure did. So Composable, what a great option in the order management area. Something that seems like it could be a fit all the way around. And for a Magento site, this is a great solution. So I guess kind of wrapping this up or putting the bow on it, what's your what's your advice to the e-commerce directors out there? I think that there's a lot of platforms talking about Composable Commerce. Um, Everyone likes using the words omnichannel and composable commerce. Um, I'm excited because you know I've seen with my own my own eyes and seen the code and seen it work um, where Magento can be used in this composable way and to solve this specific need. And I think a lot of the platforms out there talking about composable commerce, they don't have a lot of actual use cases or they don't have the most practical use cases. And uh, and to see this and see this project be successful, see how you can have um, such a core critical experience built pretty quick and relatively inexpensively uh, was really encouraging. So definitely, um, of course, I always love Magento and uh, Adobe Commerce, but if you're using them, look more at GraphQL and using that in a composable way for things like order management. If you're not, then if you're not on Magento or Adobe Commerce, I think it's a good chance to say, hey, what sort of commerce, uh, composable commerce capabilities does my current platform have? Exactly. Do they allow this sort of flexibility? How can I, you know, deploy something like this using that platform? Yes. And the other thing was good to kind of bring back up was you had spoke a little bit about Shipper HQ. I was going to say IQ. It's Shipper HQ um, and how great of a solution that is. What a great first step to bring forward and their integration and ability to do kind of be that one-stop shop to, if you need to ship it, they got it handled. That is a great way to get this started. Well, if there's any last things. I just say with Shipper HQ, um, and they're not paying me to say this. I need to ask them to pay me. Yes, (laughs) I should go. Invoice on the way. Yeah, no, but uh, Shipper HQ, what I love about it is it allows the merchants I work with to control the shipping experience without having to pay a developer to modify some code. So you want to change how the shipping quotes appear. You want to put delivery dates, you know, receive this by X date onto your product pages, things like that. You're able to control all that with Shipper HQ without needing a developer, without needing to make deployments. Um, it is a really good first step. If you're not going to go full composable omni-channel order management, I think it's a good place to start. So quick question on that. Before we close up, 
is there a a size or a threshold of of a of a merchant or a type of merchant where that would be a great solution? Because I could see where that shipper HQ could be overkill, maybe for hey, I've got you know a smaller subset of products and it's easy and and it's not real complicated. What might that? Is there something? Honestly, the times I've worked with them, I have found that Shipper HQ kind of scales any size. Really? Um, even okay. the smallest, especially if you're on an e-commerce platform or using a shipping carrier where you can't out of the box provide the delivery date of saying you'll receive this on Tuesday, um, which there's not a lot of platforms that do that by default. Um, that feature alone is worth it on your conversion rate to use Shipper HQ even as a small, simple merchant. Wow. Okay. Well, if you haven't heard it before, you heard it here first. And uh, with Commerce Today, we want to always be bringing you the uh, the best and brightest of what's happening in the world of commerce. And composable commerce for your magenta order management is a great way to go. We appreciate you listening as always. And uh, until next time, take care. Yeah.